of their daily lives. Today's topic is going to be about what spirituality looks like. Most of us who live a conscious lifestyle, we can sometimes gravitate towards the lighter side of things or the easy stuff. First, we may switch over to veganism and then we'll start buying crystals and burning sage and start attending yoga classes and meditating, which is cool. Those things are very significant, but that's not the whole of spirituality. First of all, spirit, energy, has two sides. It's dualistic in nature. There's a positive and a negative charge. There's masculine and feminine, yin and yang, black and white. You get the picture. What this means is that we have to discover where our strengths are. Some of us naturally are more positive. Some of us are more negative. Some of us are more feminine. Some of us are more masculine. That being said, just like we have a right hand and a left hand, one is gonna be a dominant. And when we discover what our dominant side is to our natural way of expressing, then we're basically communicating with our own internal compass. When we tap into our internal compass, we can discover where we resonate outside of ourselves. For example, let's say my nature is more masculine or light, positive. I may gravitate towards a constructive way of building my spiritual practice. I may be about environmental health and wellness. I may have a garden. I may um, be about like colors and, you know, chakras are my thing, you know what I'm saying? So very positive and light. Let's say I'm a feminine or dark. I may be into Wicca. I may gravitate towards more darker things when it comes to spirituality, uh, transcendental meditation, you know, occult or esoteric teachings and knowledge. In the grand scheme of things, both paths lead to a lot of depths and a lot of heights. But anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. So going back to how 
spirituality is presented in a conscious community. Those things like yoga, meditation, uh, other energy work, those are cool. But then you have the isolated consciousness or the work that you do when it's just you versus you. What happens when you're not at a yoga practice or at a yoga class? What happens when you're not at a spiritual store or you're not on Instagram posting all this vegan food and you sitting at a park reading a book, you know? When it's just you by yourself, what is spirituality like in those moments? When we come to this point of observation, we allow a broader perspective and invite new practices into our spiritual path. There takes real work when it comes to spirituality. It's not just going on a hike and looking at the moon or the sun. It's about sitting with our emotions, our traumas, our pain, and actually utilizing our energy to transmute the trauma, pain, and other psychological programs into a constructive patterning for a better lifestyle. That's true alchemy, is the transformation of energy. Sometimes in a community, we gravitate towards what everybody else is doing. If everybody is vegan and drinking smoothies and all these things and juicing, we want to do that. We want to be a part of something. It's a family. Um, that's great. That's wonderful. But we have to have balance. Just as dedicated as we are to the community aspect of spirituality or doing all of the light work things, we have to balance ourselves out with recharging, being in solitude, sitting in the darkness and learning how to feed ourselves energetically off of our own existence. What's interesting is that when we achieve these states of isolated consciousness and we're by ourselves, with ourselves, versus ourselves, we then tap into what's called the Tao or communion with God. And that's when self-love begins. Is when it's just us and we come to source within ourselves. And it's like, damn, I exist beyond the trauma. I know who I am without the job career, these people, the things that I do outside of the household or 
all of these titles that we put onto our identity. And once we become self-content, we can begin understanding depths of who we are. We can begin to shed things that no longer resonate with who we are, aspects of ourselves that aren't necessarily there anymore. And then we can go deeper. When we go deeper, we don't know anything that's going into uncharted territories or what they call going into the forest, the depths of the subconscious mind. And when we tap into our subconscious is when we find the light in the dark. When we find the light in the darkest places, that is enlightenment. And we take this wisdom that we gained in this isolated space and we channel it into our external reality, which is really tapping into our love within and sharing it with the world or doing things in our external life that are congruent to the person or individual that we are when no one else is around. When our internal reality and our external reality look alike or resemble each other or flow, that's when we achieve balance. When we are singularly existing in the dualistic reality, to me that's fascinating because we realize wow like all I am is what I am and all there is to do is be all that I am and when we love all that we are we share that infinitely we expand we learn we grow and that is self-love and then we are able to fill our own cup and then pour into others from an unconditional place. And it's this exchange of energy that allows wealth to pour in and abundance. And I'm not just talking about financial wealth or all of the materialistic ways of thinking that. It may be in so many ways, in ways that we need it in order to be propelled into a higher vibration. So, I'm going to leave it at that today. I appreciate you spending time. And like always, be peaceful.